Mindfulness Mode 313. Life, just like the seasons, it's a flow. You know, you're going to have moments where you like things and then you don't like things. Hey, Mindful Tribe, great to have you with me. It's awesome to be here today. I've been at the New Media Summit all weekend. Well, it's been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and what an exciting event. I can't wait to share more about what's been happening. One of the things was, have you ever seen that TV show, The Voice? was kind of set up like that and we had a lot of fun really fantastic so stay tuned and I'll tell you a little bit more about that today I am just going to cut to the chase and tell you I have an exciting guest sit back relax and enjoy today's show with Christy Hey, Mindful Tribe, I have a very interesting guest with me here today, and I want to uh, just say, hey, Christy, are you in mindfulness mode? I am. I'm ready to go. That's great. Christy Tersnick is a speaker, an author, a life coach, and she also holds a master's degree in metaphysics, a bachelor of sciences degree in biology and metaphysics. She's also an ordained minister and a consulting hypnotist. Uh, this is really interesting. So we're going to have such a fascinating discussion. For nearly two decades, Christy has helped people get out of their own way and live the life they were meant to live. Through mindset, motivation, and meditation, she shows them how to create a life of miracles and magic where every day feels like a day at the beach. Yes, yes, yes. I can imagine that right now. She lives in Wisconsin with her husband, her daughter, and her four cats. And she's recently just finished writing a book that's that's been published. And the book is called Mindset Magic, Using Scientific and Spiritual Principles to Create Your Life. So that's a great concept, scientific and spiritual concepts. So... So you are in mindfulness mode. I can't wait to hear what you think about the topic of mindfulness. What does it mean to you, that very word and that that topic? Yeah, mindfulness, it really means connecting with your, your deeper self and having an intention about what it is that's taking place within yourself and recognizing when you're in alignment, when you're in the flow with who it is that you really are and when you have gotten a little bit off track and it's just noticing where you are in that scheme of things. So first and foremost, do you consider yourself a scientist? You know, I do. Um, that's really my background is the the biology, the science. Um, so for me, in order to feel good about things, I really need to understand what's taking place. So yeah, I really love to dissect the workings of whatever it is that I'm focusing on. Absolutely. And you wrote your book, to explain to us about mm-hmm. spiritualism and and science. So science and spiritualism often seems like it would have a, a giant wall right down the center so that they're not even connected. But do you think they are connected? Absolutely. Really, I think that they are both different sides of the same coin. You know, in my opinion, you can't have one without the other. It's just what perspective are you looking at something from? Because underneath everything, it's all, we're all energy. You know, so it's really just um, getting that clarity of what is it that you're um, that you're going to be focusing on. Is it going to be the science avenue of, you know, the the tangible or is it more of the spiritual aspect where things are in the unseen realm? 
Well, there are many people who believe in the science but do not believe in the spiritual. Isn't that true? There are many people, yeah, that absolutely do that, you know, but a lot of great thinkers have understood that at the base of everything um, in science, we all come down to being um, energy. We're just energetic bundles that in the physical that we can see. So the spirituality realm is really just the, the energy moving at a different, different speed. So where did we come from? Ooh, that is a question of ages, right? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, you know, from from my perspective, um, I think we came from the the great I am, and we are all just pieces of that uh, on a journey to remember ourselves. And what is the great I am? The great I am is God, it's source, it's nature, the universe, whatever term you'd like to use it. I think that this whole experience that we have is really just an, uh, an experience of source recognizing itself in an individualized. Uh, so are you a Christian? You know, I was brought up with Christianity um, it, and I'm, I don't really define myself as a Christian. Um, it, a lot of the uh, like the Eastern religions speak to me a little bit more. Um, I, I don't find myself uh, resonating with a lot of the dogma that goes along with the religion, but I am very spiritual, you know, and I find that there's a very distinct difference with that. So when did you decide to become an ordained minister? And is that a minister? Well, tell me, what, what denomination or what religion is that a minister in? Yeah, it's a, um, an ordained ministry status of the metaphysical realm. So it is more of the—it's non-denominational. It is okay. universal. So it would be more in alignment with, like, the Unitarian. Um, Unitarian. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did you decide to do that after your study of science or before or somewhere during? Yeah, it was it was about 10 years after or so so I, you know, graduated with the the science degree and for a long time that was fine, you know, that was the place that I was and then I had two defining moments in my life that really pushed me to start exploring more of the spirituality. Um, the first one was the birth of my daughter. Um, you know, okay. start asking some of the big questions so you can have those answers ready for when the child is ready. Um, and then I had um, the death of my father. So I had both of those in a very short period of time. Um, and it really just made me start asking um, those questions for myself so I could start understanding more of what's going on. Because there again, it's that science um, background and me really wanting to know what's going on and how do things work and what's the purpose of everything. And so how old is your daughter now, Christy? She is eight. She is a bundle of energy and <laughs> she's eight, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And my son, you know, it's it's actually very interesting as you talk about your daughter and being born and how you start to rethink things because that happened to me when my son was born 16 years ago, you know, and my wife and I really started to talk about things a lot more and in different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And so I think it brought a lot more change to our lives than we expected. And it's been wonderful having a son. I still love to set examples for him and talk to him about my thoughts, but I also like to let him discover, 
himself what he thinks about the universe and where we came from and what mindfulness is and all of these things that we're talking about. What were you like when you were eight years old, Christy? Oh, you know, I was so much different. Um, I was very, um, very introspective. I was very quiet. I, I didn't have a sense of who I was at that point, or I, it, it almost feels like everything around me was very unstable, um, where I didn't have that familiarity with anything. Like, there's nothing concrete. So, um, yeah, I was definitely much different than what my daughter is. Like, she's very grounded. She knows who she is, um, and she goes goes for it, where I was much more hesitant and unsure, which is probably why I needed to go to the science so I could understand what's going on. Christy, what have you learned from your four cats about mindfulness? <laughs> they have taught me so much. <laughs> yeah, they're little Zen masters, I think. <laughs> yes. Are they, do they all have their own unique personalities? Oh, of course. Just like and of, I know the answer, yeah. but I wanted to hear you tell me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, so they have taught me anything from really living in the moment. And um, if you're feeling one thing, like honor that. Um, whether or not we perceive it as something that's good or not, um, it's true to where you are in that moment. Um, and then really just allowing yourself to take time for for self-care. You know, if you need a nap, yeah. take a nap. If you need to eat, eat. Um, you know, don't put these restrictions and um, these shoulds on yourself so much. So, yeah. What's, what's your best go-to for self-care? If you're feeling stressed personally, mm -hmm. what do you reach for? Oh, I, I default to nature. So nature is always the place where I go to for healing. So even if it's, you know, just um, taking two minutes and walking outside, breathing in, you know, some nice deep breaths or spending time looking at some birds that are flying. Um, if I can get my feet in, in the earth or in the grass, even all the more better. Um, but anything to really remind me that the thing that I'm experiencing is not really that big of a thing when it comes down to it. Well, you live in beautiful Wisconsin. What would I see if I looked out your window right now? Oh, right now you would be lucky because it's sunny, <laughs> but it is very <laughs> cold. Uh, yeah, so it is, um, it's about 25 degrees uh, today. A uh, little bit of flurries are coming our way. So yeah. Right, here. right. Mm -hmm. And so you must love the seasons. I love the seasons. Yes, absolutely. So we had moved away, um, my family, um, down to Florida for about seven years. And that was the one thing that I really missed is just the, the seasonal changes. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I enjoy the seasons. I live in Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, very similar, I'm sure, you know, as far as the seasons and the temperatures and the snow in the winter and so on. And, and I find that it helps me to be more mindful and I feel more grounded somehow just watching the seasons and mm -hmm. and feeling the changes because of course there are changes going on within all of us. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with your own changes when they seem stressful or when you need to face fears? Oh that's a great question. You know I what I have come to do is I've really come to honor the place that I'm in. So I, I always tune into the feelings that I have and I use those as a guidepost or a marker for what it is that I need to be doing. So if I'm feeling all out of sorts, then I know that I really need to center myself. I need to um, become more mindful really of what have I been thinking that has gotten me into this, this state that I'm currently in. And then do things or take action or even have some different thoughts to shift 
from that, um, but then also recognizing that when I'm in the in the space where everything is really flowing very easily, when things are very good, to appreciate and acknowledge that time too, because uh, life, just like the seasons, it's a flow. You know, you're going to have moments where you like things and then you don't like things where, you know, it's going to be a moment of, of flourish, uh, flourish new growth and uh, other times where you're shedding things. So it's all, you know, it's all the way that it's meant to be. You've re- recently written a book. I know that you mentioned it. It took you a while to write this book, but what was your biggest challenge with finishing this book? For me, the biggest challenge was finding time for it. You know, so I have a lot of different priorities. Uh, you know, I'm definitely a, a mother of a young child. Uh, so it was making the commitment to myself and to getting the message for the book out and really dedicating the time to that. So even if I didn't want to do it in a particular day, I really just made myself sit down and dedicate some time to it because it's important to me. Um, And it's getting through all of the mental garbage that kind of gets in the way sometimes that, uh, you know, offers really great reasons for why we shouldn't do the thing that we want to do, right? Right. Well, it's called Mindset Magic. How long did it take you to come up with that title? The title actually um, presented itself very beautifully. So I was having a conversation with a um, just a girlfriend of mine, and um, we were talking about... um, you know, an, an event, I believe that it was. And all of a sudden it just came, came out. It was like a divine download where it's like, that's, that's the book name. You know, it just, uh, it fit beautifully. Divine download. And when you speak to groups, because I know you're a speaker, tell me the approach you take. What do you try to achieve with that group and reach at the end of your talk? What I like to do is I like to have a lot of um, education and also experience. So I try to combine both of those. So giving the understanding of what is taking place and then having the practical application of how do I utilize the information that I've just gained. So a lot of how-tos, a lot of um, tools and techniques that people can utilize afterwards. How does it make you feel just before you step out on that stage? You have a big group of people out there and you've got these thoughts. What are your thoughts like and how do you deal with it? You know, sometimes um, it's definitely it's the same feeling within. Um, sometimes I interpret them as um, nervousness because, you know, I know that it's a very um, important group, for example, or something that I really want to do a good job with. Um, and in those moments, I remind myself that I get to do this. You know, this is a message that I get to share with everyone. Um, and then those other times when I just cannot get out there fast enough because um, it's all of the information is just kind of bursting to come through and it wants to be shared with everyone. Christy, as a scientist, let's talk about the power of water, because I know in mindfulness, water is often a theme. Do you find that water is a theme in your life? I do. You know, water, um, and specifically like the ocean, um, tends to be a very um, powerful um, powerful thing in my life. So it's, it's one of the things that uh, water can cleanse, it can nourish, you know, it can help you to clarify a lot of things that are going on. So if you just give your time and your attention to to the water that is around you, it can really help you to center, you know, because again, we are part of nature. So when you tap into those things that are also, um, you know, clearly of nature, it makes it easier to return to that place of home. 
Yeah, it truly does. And what about the fact of feeling grounded? How do you get to that point where you truly feel grounded? Mm-hmm. Anytime that I can get myself out in nature, when I can actually put my feet on the earth, um, I definitely do that because that helps me to really connect with the, the source of who I am. Um, if the weather is not cooperating with that, then really what I do is I just take some time um, to, to sit and focus my energy downward and, um, you know, just allow myself to live from that way. Christy, let's just imagine that you're coaching me and I'm, a, I'm your client and I live in New York City on the 48th floor of a tower and there's no park very close to me. And when I do go, go down to the street level, I feel like I don't even experience much sunlight. There's just so much of a concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend for me to get more mindfulness in my life? Sure. What I would ask you to do is to start including some of the, um, the elements into your world. So if that's, uh, you know, having some candles that can bring in some, you know, some of the heat, have a lot of plants around you, because that's definitely going to be offering, you know, good, um, good grounding as well, but really just creating a space in your home uh, that you can go to for this place where you can connect with yourself. You know, even if it's a teeny tiny corner, um, just have that space where you can honor yourself, where you can just sit and know that that's a time where you don't have to do anything other than just connect with yourself and then feel your yourself kind of rooting in, almost like you can feel your roots going deep down into the earth. Right. Christy, one of my my uh, people that I interviewed said that she had a block of crystal and she would place her feet on the crystal mm-hmm. and that did something to empower her and make her feel more mindful. Can you explain the science behind that? The science behind the crystal? Yes. Uh, that gets back to the energetic uh, you know, existence of everything. So the various different crystals, and I'm not an expert in, in the crystals, but as I understand it, the crystals each have different properties with themselves. So they're all vibrating at different uh, frequencies. So when you connect with a, uh, a crystal, um, if you're actually putting your, your body, physical body on that, then that energy is going to be um, given to you as well. And your energy is going to be shared or transferred to that crystal as well. So it's going to be um, almost like that you're coming into harmony with that crystal. So does that mean that if we are standing on a wood floor compared to standing on concrete Mm -hmm. or standing on uh, some kind of other synthetic product, those all make a difference in how we feel and what our vibrations are like? I believe so. You know, the more that you can get back to, to nature, I think that that is really what's going to help you to get more of that clarity because oftentimes we live in, you know, that concrete jungle where we feel so detached from, from our essence. And the more that you can surround yourself with the, you know, the, the brightness of, of nature, the colors, the feels, the textures, all of that is going to really help you to feel more fully alive and connect with how you're feeling and then ultimately with who you are as a being. And what about food in your life? Do you find food plays a role as to how mindful you feel? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the food that you ingest is definitely energetic as well. So, you know, the more natural and and uh, unadulterated, I guess, that it uh, can be, the more energy it's going to have. Uh, You know, but really, again... it, everything in moderation, you know, it's okay to have the the things every once in a while that aren't so good for you. Um, just 
pay attention to how you're feeling afterwards. And then if you're finding that you're not feeling good or if, uh, you know, it's, it's not serving you very well, then limit those um, and, you know, go to the ones that are feeling better. I find personally that if I eat something that might be sweet, then I want more and more of something Mm -hmm. that's sweet. And that's why about three or four years ago, I decided not to eat uh, artificially sweetened foods at all. I shouldn't say artificially, but, um, uh, you know, I just eat fruits and vegetables and things like that. I don't eat, um, you know, other kinds of sugars and things. And it just seems to make it a lot easier because otherwise I just end up wanting more and more and more. And I wonder why as human beings, we're like that. I mean, people find that the same way with alcohol or with, with other substances Mm -hmm. as a scientist, what would you say to that? Well, you know, there's definitely um, a lot of chemicals that are um, being activated when you have, you know, the alcohol or the the crystals or the, I'm sorry, the sugar, Um, you know, so that is going to be, you know, you're creating a biological response from that. And if you are minimizing or eliminating those things from your existence, then you don't really have to combat or overcome any any of that biology that's taking place when you ingest that. Right. Christy, you're a coach, and I know that you're a very successful coach. Could you tell us a story about someone whose life you've transformed as a result of your coaching? Sure. Yeah, I can remember one woman in particular. She uh, came to me because she was feeling like she was overweight and she wanted to trim down into a a body that was more um, in alignment with her image that she had for herself. And we had um, done a lot of um, work just on understanding what it is that she's experiencing and why she might be feeling this way. And really, mm-hmm. she had, uh, in just a moment of conversation, she stated something that was like her beautiful aha moment. And it went back to her childhood where she said that in order to be seen, um, she had to feel like she was big enough to get the attention. So her subconscious created her body to be big enough so that she would be seen. And once she had that connection, then she understood that that belief was no longer valid and she changed that into something that was going to be, you know, matching her goals and the, the weight just shed and she's now her, her beautiful weight. And how long did it take her to change that thought, that mindset? The thought, um, it happened as soon as she said it. She said, oh my goodness, there it is. I can't believe what I just said. So instantly. Um, it was basically. an instant one. Yeah, like I, I literally got the, the goosebumps, the shivers. Um, yeah. She said that because, you know, for me, like that's validation that you've just hit the core of what's going on. You know, Exactly. That's that's fantastic. Uh, I may have mentioned I work in bullying prevention and have for some time. Were you ever bullied or do you have a bullying story you can share with us where mindfulness did or would have made a difference? Yeah, I was fortunate that I personally um, didn't experience much of that. Um, but I do have an experience that my daughter um, had gone through about two years ago. She was being bullied um, at school by a special needs student. Um, mm-hmm. So there was nothing that we could do from, you know, the other child's perspective. So I worked a lot with my daughter and really um, helped her to understand that the things that were being said and the actions that were being taken really had nothing to do with her. It was just things that the other child needed to do. So we talked a lot about when something negative happens to you, how you can really take that as an opportunity to Um, to look at yourself and make sure that your behavior is what you want to accomplish and then see how you can, you know, maybe change something so that you're in a better environment or so that situation doesn't take place again. 
She's a very lucky girl to have you as her mother yeah, she, to help her with those concepts. Yeah, well, she might disagree sometimes. She, <laughs> right? But yeah, I try to teach her a lot of the, the mindfulness and the mindset things. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. Christy, as, as I move forward toward the end of the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. The first one is this. Who is one person who has made a difference in your life, who has, you know, influenced your mindfulness? Off the top of my head, it's Wayne Dyer. Uh, so he was definitely a mentor from afar. You know, a lot of his, yeah. his, you know, PBS and his books really taught me that it's okay to look beyond what is in your world, which you may have um, been taught by family and friends, and that there are other perspectives that you can consider as well. Oh, Wayne Dyer. Amazing. I really, I really love the work he's done. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Christy? You know, they have had a significant impact because they help me to um, really tune into who it is that I am in every moment. And when I am having an experience, when I'm having an emotion, um, I can check in and say, is this the kind of person that I want? Is, is my behavior in alignment with how I want the world to experience me? If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would that be? Yeah, I'm going to go back to Wayne Dyer um, in his book, The Power of Intention. That was one of the books that really um, made made the light bulbs go on for me. And can you share an app which helps with your mindfulness? Sure. Um, the app is Calm, C-A-L-M. Um, yeah, so it's yes. a beautiful app uh, that just, you know, even if you have like 10 or 30 seconds just to, you know, watch some of the, the Calm meditations, it's really a beautiful one. And tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Yeah, you know, whenever I feel like I am out of sorts, um, I return to breath. So I just focus on, you know, taking like three deep breaths, a slow and easy. Um, and it helps me to really center myself and make choices from that point. It really can make a difference. Just breathing, taking the time to stop and focus on breath. Do you meditate, Christy? You know, I meditate um, in my own way, I guess, um, every morning before I get out of bed um, and then when I'm falling asleep. So um, I just close my eyes and what I do is I set my intention for, for the day. I, you know, get back to who it is that I am, what I want for myself, how I want to experience the day. And then at the end, um, I, you know, evaluate how it had gone and see where I can um, improve upon or how I would have done things differently and then set the intention for the next day. Well, I know you have this wonderful book, Mindset Magic, using scientific and spiritual principles to create your life. What a powerful book that is. Can you tell Mindful Tribe how we can connect with you, how we can learn more about you and possibly follow you on social media? Sure, absolutely. Um, the best way is to go to my website. It's powerful-mindmind.com. And the links to my book and you know everything else uh, is there. So I have a lot of um, affirmations and meditations that are available for free download as well, just to help people get on the path of, of wellness. And getting on the path mm -hmm. to wellness is so important for all of us. And we're all at different stages, but you can jump in anytime, Mindful Tribe, and just start. Start small and start by going to Christy's website. So, and, and of course, ordering the book and reading that. I think that's very powerful. Christy, thank you very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Okay, bye now. Bye. 
Hey, Mindful Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Christy. If you did, please subscribe because you can hear lots more great interviews. Leave a comment on the bottom of the episode on my website. That's mindfulnessmode.com or send me an email message, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. I always look forward to hearing your messages and love sharing them on the show. And I will mention you on an upcoming episode. Remember, Subscribing and sharing truly helps to keep mindfulness mode on the air. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.